Hello, 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 and good evening. I hope this evening finds you well, and um, get ready for the second edition of the Sea Report for Thursday, February 2nd, 2021. I am your host, Mr. C, and the Sea Report is brought to you by Kyunde Holes Podcast. So be sure to visit us at kyundeholespodcast.com and buckle your seats for some news from the day. Alrighty, first things first, a quick correction from yesterday's episode uh, when I stated that uh, the Secretary of State was fired for colluding with Maria J. Stefan in a coup, an insurrection of the Capitol. Um, I misspoke. Uh, it was the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, not the Secretary of State, who was fired for being caught colluding with uh, Maria J. Stefan in the uh, Capitol building insurrection of January 6th. 2021 uh well actually you know they hadn't quite planned to insurrect the capital so much as planned to insurrect the capital had uh biden uh lost the election at least that was the plan before uh mark esper was ousted uh but another uh figure has come to mind into that wake um a gentleman by the name of David Norquist, Deputy Secretary of Defense. I don't know why, because uh, he's the guy working under Lloyd Austin, but he's kind of been hanging around there throughout the Trump administration, and he also worked under uh, the Bush administration. So, I don't know. Maybe this Norquist guy is a holdover from uh, the times of the past. And that's why things haven't gone off without a hitch. And why Lloyd Austin, who was Biden's pick, is currently in charge. Could this mean that the military will not fulfill its military duty? Because, I don't know, um, my spidey senses go off with Lloyd Austin... And um, I know he works with, what, the 10th Mountain Division for the military. But if he's in charge of them and Biden's in charge of him, unless the soldiers were to go against the Constitution and not uphold their oath, then Lloyd's in charge of them. That's my issue with it. And then I also heard that there was some money issues with Lloyd as well. And, you know, overseas banks. Um, I'll have to dig for that report so I can show you guys that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Miller was uh, questionable enough just because, uh, you know, there were reports that people were whispering in his ears. But I don't know Miller from Jack. Or from Lloyd Austin. I just uh, know uh, the report I uh, read. And then I know uh, who uh, whose list he's on. But anyways. So 
I uh, just wanted to make that quick correction before we press on. And now, uh, let's go straight into some news. I wanted to do uh, some international news to start out this uh, session for the evening. Um, this uh, comes from Zero Hedge. U.S. deploys B-1 bombers to Norway for first time amid Russia's Arctic ambitions i didn't know uh russia had ambitions in the arctic no i mean i I mean hello they're like uh their country goes all the way to the northern sea cap um Anyways, the article says, in recent years, there's been a noticeable uptick in large-scale NATO exercises in the Barents region in response to what's perceived as Russia's own Arctic ambitions to militarize the far north. And now, the U.S. Air Force has announced that for the first time ever, it will deploy B-1 Lancer bombers along with 200 airmen to Norway no doubt in order to confront Russia. More than 200 Air Force personnel from Dias Air Force Base, Texas, were expected to arrive at Orland Air Force Base with an expeditionary B-1 Lancer Bomber Squadron to support missions in the region. U.S. European Command said in a statement Tuesday, according to Stars and Stripes, U.S. European Command, or UCOM, which made the announcement this week didn't indicate how long they would be deployed, only saying scheduled missions will occur for a limited time. The the U.S. and Norwegian Air Forces have conducted long-range northern air patrols before, but this marks the first time American bombers will fly out of Norway, something sure to gain Russia's attention. The move comes following the U.S. Air Force and the Navy recently publishing new Arctic defense strategies in July and January, respectively, also amid increased Pentagon cooperation with Norway among the founding countries of NATO. The Navy's strategy, a blue Arctic A strategic blueprint for the Arctic is based on an expected rise in the use of Arctic waters for commercial shipping, natural resource exploration, tourism, and military presence, which calls for the Navy and Marine Corps to increase regular presence in the Arctic. Doing so will require the sea services to collaborate with allies as well as domestic partners like the Coast Guard and Alaska law enforcement organizations and focus research and acquisition decisions on being able to operate successfully in the high north, according to the prior Navy statement. So very interesting. So um, it seems that, um, you know, Trump did... uh, beef up the military quite a bit because um, under President Obama, the military had been quite depleted, and indeed he created a brand new uh, space, uh, uh, he created Space Force, a whole brand new uh, branch of the military. Um, But it appears that uh, under President-select, the illegitimate president of these United States, Joe Biden, uh, he's wasting no time taking advantage, deploying uh, his toys out to play 
and uh, see what kind of rabble he can rouse because apparently that's what he's doing um at least that's what it seems like from my perspective but uh yep that was uh, uh speaking of russia let's uh let's uh let's talk about one of their friends um, we know uh, there was this strange menage a trois, this strange love triangle going on between Russia, the United States, and the Ukraine. It seems like there is still some uh, bit of a, um, I don't know, a lover's tryst between these three and uh, people like, uh, you know, Brennan and Clinton and Obama and uh, Putin but um um not uh, not president zelensky president zelensky had nothing to do with that love affair um that was all porchenko and biden and obama and you know maybe there was a little bit of of xi in there for all i know but uh i thought it was a good thing to share this uh, article uh, regarding uh, what's going on with president zelensky of the ukraine because president zelensky of the ukraine is a good guy and uh, you could even read the transcript between he and President Trump over at QAndAholespodcast.com. In our blog section, uh, we have the transcript um, transcribed on the website. Anyway, so this uh, article came from Breitbart. Um, it says, Ukraine's Zelensky sanctions China over attempted takeover of key defense firm. So uh, Zelensky's showing a little bit of love to Xi Jinping over in China is what it seems like. Uh, this uh, article was written by Francis Martel. It says, Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, I think he's kind of cute, anyways, sanctioned a major Chinese company last week in response to an attempt to take a controlling stake in a motorcycle a Ukrainian aeronautics company. China lodged a protest against the move Wednesday and has demanded Ukraine uphold the legal rights and interests. So this seems to be a ploy that the Chinese and perhaps maybe even some other Asian type of entities uh, do in order to infiltrate their countries. Because you have to remember, we're no longer in the days of brick and mortar warfare. We're no longer in the days of bombs going off and soldiers coming on land we're in the era of covert warfare we're in the era of warfare being thrown by information um and and the like so instead of china coming in and attacking the countries like it might have in uh, you know the good old days or you know instead of building a wall to keep other countries out what they have done is they've sent their people into our schools. They've sent their people into our businesses. They've sent their people into our country basically as sleepers to, you know, implant, grow, fester, infiltrate, and, you know, um, you know uh, 
copulate, you know, and then, you know, create all of these sects of people who are basically communists or who are beholden to the Chinese government. But uh, we have never been any the wiser. I mean, we've seen it in um, we've seen it in political office. We've seen we've seen how, uh, you know, the little whipping boys of all the politicians end up being and the drivers end up being Chinese uh, spies and and the lovers and even, you know, even the call girls of these people are Chinese spies. Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, so apparently these people are trying to do the same thing in Ukraine. China's trying to infiltrate their country by uh, via business. And President Zelensky is saying, nur, nur, nur. He's saying, nur today, China. Um, the article carries on. The unilateral move against Chinese corporate expansionism by a state with little economic firepowers to confront the world's second largest economy is particularly startling in light of years of attempts by Beijing to infiltrate the Ukrainian economy through its Belt and Road Initiative. Ukraine is a BRI partner and, as recently as December, Chinese state media outlets were boasting of plans to deepen cooperation with Ukrainian enterprise. Uh, they're probably going to try and oust Zelensky now that Trump's gone. China established a Belt and Road Trade and Investment Promotion Center in Kiev shortly after the country joined the project in 2017. In 2019, the Asian politics outlet The Diplomat described Ukraine as being in the the front row of hidden Chinese debtor nations. Did you hear that? Ukraine is in the front row of hidden Chinese debtor nations. Now, what do you think that means? Well, let's see. We create debt when we borrow money. So we're in debt to the Federal Reserve. And... You know, maybe they don't create money out of thin air. Maybe they have to borrow money from somebody else. Who could that be? The IMF? You know, the International Monetary Fund? The World Bank? China? Who could it possibly be China? And China's buying up our debt, so we're a debtor nation. So it looks like the Ukraine might be in the same situation that the United States is with the Chinese. Um, so that is, uh, it seems, it seems that, uh, President Zelensky is in some opposition over here, but he's also, um, putting a, uh, stop to it. Um, and he's not allowing them to move forward, Mr. Zelensky. So, uh, you know, bravo for Mr. Zelensky. Uh, the article does say that Beijing responded with outrage to Zelensky's move, noting that it was unilateral in nature and belying some surprise given that china is ukraine's largest trade partner and that a years-long war on its eastern border with russia has stagnated ukraine's economy china as always opposes unilateral sanctions on chinese enterprises by foreign governments foreign ministry spokeswoman wang wenbin said on monday in the meantime we ask chinese enterprises to abide by law when doing business overseas we hope the ukrainian side will uphold the legal rights and interests of chinese uh, and enterprises and investors 
Um, so, yeah, I think it's important that we keep President Zelensky in our mind because, after all, this is a guy who managed to throw out the deep state um, using the same pattern that uh, President Trump did when it came to the elections and also using the knowledge that President Trump had or his administration had in regards to how they were rigging the elections and committing fraud and treason and basically, uh, you know, just overtaking countries by, by, um, you know, political force. Um, President Zelensky learned that from uh, the Trump administration. Uh, so that's very, very interesting. Um, all right. So moving right along, let's go ahead and cover some more international news. I just wanted to, you know, cover a few things that are going on around the world right now, aside from the fact that Venezuela has two presidents, like we have two presidents and, uh, you know, a few other countries have two presidents right now. Um, I believe it was what Congo, maybe, uh, somewhere in Africa, there is a land with two presidents. Um, what's going on? Do you think it could maybe be because the deep state is running several coup operations in several countries around the world? Because the people who are doing it here in uh, the these United States of America, they're the part of the same group of people that are doing it all around the world. So if you kind of think about it, they're kind of a limited number of these people. So they can only do so many things at one time and uh let's see if uh they have illegitimate uh governments uh performing um high tech and media driven uh opinion coups on entire countries um you know eventually someone's going to figure it out and uh they're going to drop the ball somewhere um I guess if they only lost four or five countries and they have two presidencies running around the world right now in several different nations, they're doing pretty good because there's like at least 200 and something nations in this world and they don't control all of them, but I'm sure they control more than 50%, if not 60 or 70. Anyway, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about an article, um, by John Hayward, um, Ethiopia arrests 15 in alleged plot to bomb UAE embassy. Ethiopian state media Wednesday announced the arrest of 15 people in connection with a plot to attack the embassy of the United Arab Emirates. A similar attack was reportedly planned against the United Arab Emirates embassy in Khartoum, Sudan. So in Ethiopia and Sudan in Africa, uh, they're attacking these uh, embassies for the UAE. Uh, the UAE, interestingly enough, uh, recently was in a peace agreement um, with um, with uh, Israel and uh, you know the United States of America. So apparently, uh, maybe the people in Africa aren't happy about it. According to Ethiopian news reports, the would-be embassy attackers took the mission from a foreign terrorist group and was preparing to inflict significant damage on properties and human lives. So uh, they took the mission from a foreign terrorist group. What does that tell you? 
these would-be embassy attackers took the mission from a foreign so a foreign terrorist group assigned them or influenced them to take on this mission to attack the ethiopian i mean sorry the united arab emirates um embassy in africa there in ethiopia what is what's up with that who's this foreign terrorist group and why are they asking these people to attack the uae embassy in ethiopia that's what i want to know a cache of weapons and explosives was seized at the time of their arrest some of the suspects had been seen in the vicinity of the uae embassy in addis adaba um, others had received payment from their alleged foreign managers, one of whom was also arrested in Sweden following consultation between Ethiopian and Swedish security agents. Okay, um, let's go ahead and read further. Ethiopia's National Intelligence Security Service is reportedly working with Sudanese security officials on the plot against the UAE embassy in Khartoum. So, about three places in africa they're attacking the uae embassies and uh they're finding that they have foreign managers um they, they okay so there are people in sweden who have given money to people in africa to attack these embassies in ethiopia and sudan okay Turkey's Anadolu News Agency on Wednesday quoted an NISS statement that identified the leader of the accused terrorists as 35 Ali Ahmed Adaito. Another was identified as Mohamed and Abdukladir, while the mastermind Ahmed Ismail was arrested in Sweden. The UAE attempted to meditate the conflict between the Ethiopian government and its restless Tigray region that became an armed conflict in November. Tigrayan militants accused the UAE of backing Ethiopian Prime Minister, Prime Minister Abai Ahmed in the conflict and allowing drone strikes to be launched against Tigray from a UAE base in neighboring Eritrea. And Eritrea. The government denied these allegations and outside observers said that the UAE drones were stationed in Eritrea. There was no evidence of them being used in Tigray. The UAE has long-standing economic ties with both Ethiopia and Eritrea. Eritrea and supported Ahmed's reforms, which greatly reduced the influence of the Tigrayans over Ethiopian government. As of Thursday morning, there was no confirmation from the UAE, Sudan, or Sweden about the details of the Ethiopian news stories and the NISS had not indicated which foreign terrorist group allegedly ordered the attack. See, so that's the question right there. What, uh, what foreign group, a terrorist group, ordered these attacks on the embassies? If we're going into an era of peace, why are these people still trying to cause a war? And I want to know who it is. We need to find out uh, so we can stop these individuals. Anyways, um, so let's see what else we've got in the news.
Now, here's a story <clears throat> that absolutely tickled my soul. Um, this story comes from the right scoop. Uh, this story is about one Greta Thunberg, who accidentally revealed that she was just a puppet and is now under criminal investigation in India. Exposed. Uh, before I read the article, you know, we were having a chit chat about it um, uh, a late night on the Mr. C and Magadon show. And, uh, you know, he brought to the uh, he brought to the point that Greta had actually posted a tweet, which I had recalled a while back where she was saying uh, she was going to expose her handlers. And there was the question of, is she a white hat? a gray hat is she uh must she maybe drunk and accidentally spilled the beans or is greta thunberg breaking free from her handlers uh and seeing the white light well i don't know let's see it says here that the new york post um reported greta thunberg accidentally shared a message showing she was getting told what to write on Twitter about the ongoing violent farmers' revolt in India, leading Thursday to her being probed for criminal conspiracy by police there, according to reports. Uh, the article went on to say... The list gave a series of tips on what to post, asking her to also repost and tag other celebrities tweeting about it, including pop star Rihanna, as well as the Twitter storm. The toolkit she shared also suggested highlighting planned demonstrations at Indian embassies. Very interesting. So could the story of Greta Thunberg be coming to life? Um, I don't know. I've, I've always been amused by this lady because of her little, her little, uh, her little speech where she was like, how dare you? How dare you drive around in your cars? And how dare you fart in the market? And how dare you have cows? And ever since then, I was just like, oh, this girl, she just needs to stop Greta. Just stop. Greta was the precursor to Karen, actually. So think about that. Um, anyways, uh, according to this article, the Delhi police also started a formal investigation accusing her of creating disharmony and for being part of a larger conspiracy, according to the Times Now. You see that, Miss Greta? You cannot go over there with your how dare you rhetoric and ruin the harmonic vibes of the people of India, or they will slap a formal investigation on you, just like you cannot post the uh, tips and tricks and suggestions, the rules, the guidelines, the standard operating procedures of your handlers, whomever they may be, um, who maybe they be, maybe they're paying you to do this and you're not really genuinely you, Greta. Are you even autistic? No, I, I mean, I don't know that. So perhaps to be uh, politically correct and to be nice, I shouldn't attack that aspect of her ability. But the report did go on to say the force filed a first information report, a preliminary formal investigation on charges of promoting enmity between different groups and criminal conspiracy, the report said. 
Thunberg remained defiant Thursday. I still hashtag stand with farmers and support their peaceful protest. She tweeted Thursday morning. Now, this is key. She did say peaceful protest. So um, <clears throat> should she incite any riots? Well, let the record reflect that Trump should be able to use it too. Anyways, it also went to say, um, she also went on to say, No amount of hate, threats, or violations of human rights will ever change that. How dare you? So, yep, that's what we got going on. And it seems that Greta Thunberg, whether she's doing it intentionally or unintentionally, maybe she's just, uh, she's just, I don't know. I'm, I, what did I say? I will not speculate. The next story on the books we have here tonight is another silly, silly story we also kind of touched on. Hunter Biden clinches deal with Simon and Schuster. How interesting that the man that was once the scuzzlebutt of the uh, underground um, dead president society, Hunter Biden. I know that absolutely made no sense, but this man who's been a social pariah, this man who is a pedophile, this man who um, is a, a... a person who's been addicted to substances to um, what seems to be very dangerous and very toxic points. This man whose laptop was turned in in Delaware and given to the FBI and was revealed to have a lot of interesting information on it. This man that no one was able to find throughout the entire presidential election season for 2020 hunter biden where is hunter hunter is releasing a new book with uh gallery books an imprint of simon and chester uh the book is to be called beautiful things and i just think it's quite funny that uh someone like hunter biden is now going to become america's sweetheart as the acclaimed author Stephen King, the Stephen King, the uh, the original pedophile writer himself, um, you'll have to uh, dig into that if you want to know what I mean. The original pedo- uh, pedophile writer himself, Stephen King, wrote a blurb on the book that said, "In his harrowing and compulsively readable memoir." Hunter Biden proves again that anybody, even the son of the United States president, can take a ride on the pink horse down Nightmare Alley. Now, I don't know what the pink horse is. I don't know if that's a saying that drug addicts used back in Mr. King's heyday. I don't know if that was the hep thing to say back in the 70s or 60s, Mr. King. What is the pink horse? What is this book about? Jesus Christ, the pink horse, Mr. King. The only thing that I could think of when he says the pink horse. And don't worry, you don't have to put your your mental blindfolds on for this one. Not really anyways, I don't think unless you your mind goes where my mind might go. But 
If I were to speculate what he meant by the pink horse, I would say he's talking about adrenochrome, he's talking about drug addiction, he's talking about the depths of depravity that that drug could have taken Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden to. Maybe that's what uh, Stephen King is talking about because I hear Stephen King rides the pink horse too. And I guess you'd have to ride the pink horse to know exactly what you're talking about there. Jesus Christ, Mr. King. Anyways, the blurb went on. Biden remembers it all and tells it all with a bravery that is both heartbreaking and quite gorgeous. He starts with the question, where's Hunter? The answer is he's in this book. The good, the bad, and the beautiful Signed, Stephen King. How much you want to bet Stephen King is the ghostwriter for this book? How much do you want to bet Stephen King is a ghostwriter? Because he's under contract. Mr. King is under contract. He could never tell a living soul that he is the ghostwriter for this book. I bet you that's a... I bet you that is the case. How much you want to bet that is the case? I bet you five dollars. Anyways, that's pretty interesting. Um, I wasn't actually going to talk so much about Hunter Biden and his book, but I do think it is an odd flip in reality, you know, with Hunter Biden getting this, uh, this, uh, this sweetheart of America, um, sweetheart of America treatment when we have to remember exactly what was going on with Hunter Biden. You know what I mean? And what his, what role he played what role he played in what was going on with America, the Trump, uh, the Trump impeachment, and also uh, grand theft fraud by the Biden family. So uh, what was that all about? Well, in an article by the Federalists, they reminded us what it was about. Um, it says, subsequent to his removal from the armed forces, Hunter Biden was appointed to work on the board of Ukrainian oil company Barisma Holdings with no energy experience, reportedly raking in a salary of at least $50,000 a month, courtesy of family connections. During the time, then-Vice President Joe Biden played a major hand in the firing of Ukrainian prosecutor General Viktor Shokin, threatening presidential Petro Poroshenko for the rescinding of $1 billion in U.S. loans. Did you catch that, America? We're talking about Hunter Biden, who received this money in Burisma, and was uh, basically uh, the the uh, the middleman between uh, uh, making money for the Biden family and uh, doing things uh, for doing things for uh, uh, President Poroshenko that you know Vice President Biden could help while uh, President Obama is uh, having dealings with their government. This is exactly in case you people don't realize, because here's where Joe Biden, in case you didn't remember, Joe Biden, the now illegitimate president of the United States of America, by the way, uh, this is where Joe Biden threatened 
blackmailed Ukrainian president, uh, Ukrainian prosecutor uh, general Viktor Poroshenko's job. Or I should say, he uh, threatened President Peter, uh, President Petro Poroshenko. I apologize. Uh, the illegitimate president of the United States, Joe Biden, threatened President Pre- Pe- Petro Poroshenko. If the Ukrainian prosecutor, General Viktor Shokin, was not fired. Do you understand that? Vice President is on film saying that. You can see that film online. And it kind of reminds me of how the former partner of Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer is now working in the Justice Department, as we reported a couple of days ago here at the C Report. But this is exactly the quid pro quo, the blackmail, the threatening to rescind U.S. loans from the Ukraine if a prosecutor was not fired so Hunter Biden did not get in trouble. This is what caused the Trump impeachment. This is this is exactly what caused the Trump impeachment. This is how Hunter Biden was involved in the Trump impeachment. And this is this is where Adam Schiff made a parody transcript of the president of Ukraine and the president of the United States. And this is where he got away with basically perjury. He made up an entire phone call that did not happen whatsoever in any form the way that Adam Schiff made up or read out to the American public and to uh, those in this uh, pre pre-trying Senate hearing. And after all this happened, Hunter also maintained previous involvement with Chinese oil magnate Ye Jianming. And uh, those guys got in trouble later on, apparently, according to this article. So that's why we went on into this Hunter Biden uh, book process, because people need to be reminded about the things that happened with Hunter Biden. And the things that happened with Joe Biden, the now president-select, the now illegitimate president of these United States of America. And people need to be reminded why Trump's impeachment was fraudulent from top to bottom in any case. So that is that story. And I hope you guys take something away from that. We'll go ahead and wrap up this edition of the C Report here. Um, on the E6W network um, with uh, another funny, lighthearted story. Another one of those caricatures of the political landscape that everyone just... Everyone wishes they didn't have to talk about, but who else would they be annoyed with if they didn't have these people around to complain about talking about them? More celebrity, let's have some more celebrity politician gossip here to round out the evening. Um, 
you may ch- you may you may change the channel now this story here uh i had to kind of like uh, just put this into the mix here kind of thinking about the whole thing uh, about how they are blowing everything out of proportion this seems to be the new art i guess what it what was it that they said what was the what was the saying uh the uh lie bigger and uh, uh and lie lie louder you know like just you know if you're gonna lie you may as well make it as big as possible you may as well make it as grandiose as possible you may as well just reach for the stars so that's the new art of theft from the uh democrats the liberals the deep state the communists uh is is lie loud go big or go home blow things out of proportion to the point that uh the narrative can be subject to being you know um questioned or uh unreliable what does all of that confusing confusing jargon mean it means this story is about uh you said it ocasio-cortez she was not in the building, the Capitol building, during her near-death experience. So they brought this to my attention at q and podcast because I just don't pay attention to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, who does anymore? Exactly what I was saying, right? Well, apparently she went on this tirade on Instagram uh, where she was talking about she almost died. And apparently she was in such fear of her life that it brought her back to a time where she suffered uh, some, t- some, some type of sexual harassment. Um, I'm guessing based on the reports that I have read, when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was sexually harassed, she hid in her bathroom the entire time until the masked man with the beanie on vanished. You never know. It could have happened. After all, don't liberals, Democrats, and uh, communists believe in coincidences? So, according to this, uh, Ocasio-Cortez has also received a lot of pushback. Uh, There are a couple of articles I saw on it. Um, I'd seen one, again, from this post-millennial seems to be coming up a lot i guess uh the uh searching and tracking and cookie systems are sending me things um the nation's pulse.com talked about uh ocasio's uh big lie aoc's big lie it actually was a pretty in-depth article that gave a timeline of everything that happened that told you step by step where this alexandria ocasio smollett was i mean i apologize this alexandria ocasio cortez i think that's probably the funniest thing that has come out of this as well um, <laughs> she's now being called Alexandria Acacia Smollett, and we all remember the Jussie Smollett story. Uh, let's bring it back to everyone's mind in case they forgot about it. This is a guy who said he went walking in the dead cold Chicago winter at 2 a.m. after being at the gym to get a subway sandwich and he was confronted by two Trump supporters that threw a noose over his neck and then bleach on his face and ran off calling him expletives and yelling MAGA and yelling make America great again. That's what Jesse Smollett said when after the city turned over cameras uh, from the street 
that showed footage that Jesse Smollett did not, in fact, go through some of the things that he said, and that the two assailants were, in fact, his Nigerian uh, trainers uh, who went out there to do a favor for him, I guess. Um, Jesse Smollett, whom... Dave Chappelle has... Oh, I shouldn't even be on Dave Chappelle's side anymore now that I said his name. But he had the funniest joke about Jesse Smollett. He called him Juicy Smollier. He was, uh, you know, the French gay black actor. And uh, we needed to bring justice for Juicy. Well, let's have some justice for Alexandria Ocasio Smollier. Um, she's not only a terrible actress, she's also... Apparently some kind of Hispanic. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is this is uh, just another example. The reason the only reason why I'm talking to you about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is to bring up um, who, who who is also lovingly referred to sometimes as Alexandria Occasional Cortex is because this is an example of how they're trying to blow up the Capital Six Electoral Count Day, the MAGA Million March. This is how they're trying to paint. Um, and I think bringing to the attention the fact that she was not even in the Capitol building. She was on the Capitol complex down the street in her office. But she says uh, she says that she got attacked or she thought she was attacked, but it was actually, uh, you know, it was actually capital security in a black beanie that uh found her in her bathroom and apparently she was also down the hall and someone she knows was having coffee so there was not really a threat um actually i like the way that they wrapped up the uh, i like the way that they wrapped up the article um from uh, the nation's pulse.com i thought it was rather kind of funny i was like oh this is kind of funny i was like this is yes i was like that's that's exactly what happened she it says here on the nation's pulse it says on thursday evening the squad of socialist congresswomen will present their own recollections of the memories from january 6th on the floor of the house so that was tonight i didn't see that i was busy doing the magadon um, report with the mr c and the magadon show and uh the article went on to say they will spend this evening comforting each other in public about how they had to lock themselves in their offices and have a cup of coffee while a handful of rioters breached a building down the street from them and that's that's basically what they're going to be doing you know that's all they're going to be doing so they're just using this to blow this out of context so they can use it again against Trump. And I think this is the kind of evidence that they should use, even though it seems like it's not quite evidence. But this just goes to show how all she has to do is, you know, blow something out of proportion in order to push a political agenda. Um, I think it's I think she is very dangerous. And I, I think she, if anyone, needs to be thrown out of office old school style. But also new school style, since everyone who's currently elected is there illegally, um, we should just replace their office and have, you know, acting and stand in people until we have people who are ready to work in their positions because they need to just they need to flip the system. They need to get everyone out and get new people in. And they need to have people who don't have any uh, political, um, you know, not like lobbyists and things like that. Anyways, so. It was a great evening. We will see you again tomorrow at the rough 
Lee the same time. Um, and uh, don't forget to tune into Q&A Holes podcast on Saturday. Uh, Joe's one of two's uh, Q&A Holes podcast, uh, Q&A Holes breaking news. And we'll see you guys on the flip side. Y'all have a great evening and take care. Something is haunting the town. Adam Longoria has gone missing, and his sister claims she's been seeing a bad man in the shadows. Jesse Bachman confronts a terror that is haunting the town of Suval, but will he be able to stop a pure evil that wants him dead? Get the chilling new novella by Michael Aaron Cassidis, author of The Distance to the End. A Trick of the Eyes, a stunning new work of horror that is keeping readers turning the page. Get A Trick of the Eyes anywhere books are sold, online or in stores, ask for it by name. A Trick of the Eyes by Michael Aaron Casares. <laughs>